Hi loves, welcome back to Raw Vegan Lens. I'm your host, Sherry Michelle. Let's go. Chapter 8, Fiber, the Magic Sponge. This is from Green for Life by Victoria Batenko. Dr. Bernard Jensen, DC, PhD, one of the most renowned nutrition experts in the world and author of many popular health books, stated that any cleansing program should begin in the colon. In the 50 years I've spent helping people to overcome illness, disability, and disease, it has become crystal clear that poor bowel management lies at the root of most people's health problems. In treating over 300,000 patients, it is the bowel that invariably has to be cared for first because any effective healing can take place before any effective healing can take place. The main purpose of consuming fiber is elimination. Without fiber, complete elimination is nearly impossible, if, if possible at all. The human body is built miraculously in such a way that almost all the toxins from every part of the body, including millions of dead cells, end up in the human sewage system, the colon. The colon fills up with waste matter so full of poison that we look at it with disgust, not daring to touch it. In order to eliminate this matter, the body needs fiber. There are two main kinds of fiber, soluble and insoluble. Soluble fiber is found in fruit, beans, peas, oat bran, and especially in chia seeds. It has a gel-like consistency that improves bowel movements by increasing the volume of bulk in the colon. Soluble fiber binds together cholesterol in the small intestines and takes it out of the body. Certain soluble fibers such as pectin found in apples and guar gums found in chia seed, oatmeal, legumes, and mangoes slow down the release of the sugars contained in the foods we eat, thus reducing the risk of diabetes. Insoluble fiber is found primarily in greens, peels, nuts, seeds, beans, and skins of grains. The elimination system is very complex. It has been perfected by nature to every minute action. I'll try to explain the, this complicated process with a very simple example. Insoluble fiber under a microscope looks like a sponge, and indeed it serves us as a miraculous sponge because every piece of it can absorb many times more toxins than its own volume. Have you ever wondered why we always like to have a sponge in our kitchen? We never use something smooth like paper or plastic to wipe dirty counters clean. Sponges are fibrous. They make the job of cleaning easier by absorbing dirt. So does insoluble fiber. It grabs the toxins and takes them out of the body and into the toilet. Insoluble fiber is much better than, a, than any sponge because it can hold several times more toxins than its own size. I call it a magic sponge. If we do not consume fiber, most of the toxic waste accumulates in our body. Our body is constructed in such a marvelous way that all the toxins are directed to the bowels. This is the human body's sewage system. We need to understand that we have to eliminate many pounds of toxins regularly. Where do toxins come from? They come not only from inhaling dust and asbestos, undigested food, ingested heavy metals, and pesticides. A large amount of toxins come from the dead cells of our own bodies. We know that cells are tiny and sometimes conclude that the cell could not add much to the amount of waste in our body. However, let's keep in mind that every year, as much as 98% of the total number of atoms in our body are replaced. That means anywhere from 70 to 100 pounds of dead cells per year or more should be passing out of our system. 
If they don't, the dead cells of our own body can be one of the most toxic kinds of waste because they begin to rot right away. It is important to understand that when we do not consume enough fiber, we accumulate a lot more waste than our bodies can handle. Just as one cannot clean a kitchen without a sponge, the human body cannot eliminate without fiber. Picture yourself being challenged to clean some large, dirty space like a garage with nothing but plastic wrap. I would give up. The human body won't give up, but if there is no fiber, the first thing that happens is our skin tries to take on the elimination job, and as a result, the skin becomes rough and bumpy. When our bowels are clogged, our body attempts to excrete more mucus through our eyes, nose, and throat. We sweat a lot more. The body uses every possible channel to eliminate, but it's like pushing the garbage out through the window screen instead of the door. By consuming enough insoluble fiber, we unlock the door to eliminate toxins from the body in the easy and normal way. Now you're probably wondering how much fiber we need to consume for optimal health benefits. According to research, the average wild chimpanzee consumes 300 grams of fiber per day. When I read that, I calculated how much fiber I consumed each day. I came up with only three grams because I used to love juicing. Very often I would juice my fruits and vegetables rather than waste my time and effort on chewing them. About 30 years ago, in the first books about juicing I read, I learned that fiber was not digestible, contained no nutrients, and served merely as a strain on the human intestinal tract. Since then, juicing became one of my regular habits. I was proudly juicing for days, even weeks, trying to cleanse myself of toxins, and I considered myself to be maintaining a very healthy diet. I became astounded by the comparison of 300 grams with three. Moreover, I realized how harmful it was for my health when I consumed zero fiber by juicing all the time. I decided that I couldn't afford to throw my fiber in the compost anymore. Green smoothies are definitely superior to juices. Yet I still consider that juicing could contribute to health in specific situations. Albert Mossery, famous French doctor of natural hygiene, has radically changed the classical Sheltonian method of fasting on water. After supervising 4,000 long-term water fasts conducted at his clinic, he came to the extraordinary conclusion that long-term fasts were a risky waste of time. He now oversees much shorter water fasts, followed by what he calls half-fasts, in which he introduces a limited amount of food rich in fiber in addition to water. During this important stage of healing, his patients receive only one pound of fruits and one pound of vegetables daily until their elimination is complete. Dr. Mossery states that switching to this half-fast method has accelerated elimination to such a degree that 100% of his patients develop profound signs of a deep cleansing process in the form of a dark coating on their tongue, often charcoal black or dark brown. Massive amounts of research on dietary fiber have been done all around the world since the beginning of the last century. We now have tons of undeniable evidence of fiber's many healing properties. Here are some of them. Fiber can strengthen a diseased heart. Fiber reduces cholesterol, which decreases the risk of heart disease. Fiber prevents many kinds, many different kinds of cancer, reduces cancer risks, and binds carcinogens. Fiber can lessen the risk of diabetes and improve already di- diagnosed diabetes. 
Fiber steadies blood sugar levels by slowing down the absorption of sugar. Fiber can strengthen the immune system. Fiber keeps our bowels healthy, relieves constipation, and promotes regularity. Fiber prevents gallstones. Fiber promotes healthy intestinal bacteria. Fiber helps us lose weight and curbs overeating. Fiber binds up excess estrogen. Fiber prevents ulcers. The U.S. recommended daily allowance for fiber is 30 grams per day. The average American consumes between 10 and 15 per day. That is far from sufficient, considering the fact that these 10 tiny grams of fiber would have to absorb and move out several huge pounds of waste. 10 grams is almost nothing. I think insufficient fiber intake is the main reason for aging in humans. Look at any animal that lives in the wild. One can hardly guess the age of a deer, zebra, eagle, or giraffe. Whether they are at the age of 2 or 15 years old, they look the same. Wild animals only begin to slow down during the last weeks before they die. On the other hand, it is often easy to guess the age of humans, down to 5 years. At the same time, I have seen many people who looked younger upon improving their elimination. I believe we should consume 50 to 70 grams of fiber per day. However, we have to increase the intake of fiber gradually. It can be dangerous to switch overnight from 10 grams to 70. Many of our bodies have degenerated over the decades due to the consumption of processed foods. In addition, we have adopted many unnatural practices like lack of exercise and spending much of the time indoors. Therefore, we need to reintroduce healthy habits into our life slowly to give our body time to adjust. Green smoothies are perfect for this gradual shift. Other sources of fiber, and especially fiber in the pill form, can often create, one, uh, create too drastic of an increase of fiber in one's diet too fast and can result in a bloated feeling and increased gas. Such unpleasant side effects can cause people to give up before they even have a chance to experience the health benefits of fiber. Fiber is an important component in the diets of chimpanzees. As I noted, they consume 300 grams of fiber per day. In addition to eating many fiber-rich fruits and leaves, they supplement their diet with pith and bark, both of which consist of approximately 44% fiber. Flaxseed is a perfect addition to the human diet. Flaxseed is very high in both soluble fiber and insoluble fiber. It contains 26% fiber, 14% soluble, 12% insoluble. Just one-eighth of a cup of flaxseed contains 6 grams of fiber. I recommend adding flaxseed to your diet regularly. Flaxseeds have a tougher outer coating and should be freshly ground in order to receive the most nutritional benefit. You can grind whole seeds with a coffee grinder or in a Vitamix dry container. I recommend adding one or two tablespoons of ground flax meal to your salads, soups, or smoothies. Flaxseed is also a good source of omega-3 fatty acids and it is by far nature's richest source of plant lignin, an important anti-cancer phytonutrient. My family has been intuitively adding flaxseed to our meals every day, either in the form of crackers or as flax meal. Igor has perfected a method of dehydrating flax crackers to such a degree that he knows how to make his crackers taste like pumpernickel or sourdough toast or everyone's favorite Russian caraway bread. If you learn to make crackers like Igor, You'll never be lonely, and you will have plenty of fiber, nature's sponge, in your diet. Chapter 9, Greens of Homeostasis. 
Look at this body. It's a work of art. No improvements can be made. Divinely put together. Dr. Bernard Jensen. The main difference between living things and non-living things is that living entities can repair themselves and thus adapt to the changes of the environment to a great extent, while the things that are not alive can get broken and destroyed. For example, if you tear a leaf off of a plant, it can grow a new leaf. If you cut the skin on your finger, your skin will heal itself. Alternatively, non-living things like rocks or man-made constructions no matter how big and strong, if damaged, cannot repair themselves. For instance, after, after catastrophes like earthquakes, avalanches, and tornadoes, people have to rebuild their homes, roads, power plants, etc. This extraordinary ability of all living organisms to repair themselves is the only power that can heal any illness. All other healing techniques invented by people can be successful only if they are directed towards helping the body's own natural ability to regulate itself. A human body can heal a disease only when all bodily substances, such as lymph, blood, hormones, and countless others, are maintained within particular optimal par parameters. A physiological process that keeps all substances in the body at the levels necessary for optimal body health is called homeostasis. This process is extremely complex and the complete understanding of its mechanism goes far beyond our three-dimensional three imagination. We are grateful to recognize that homeostasis is the most important process in the body. The simple truth is, if we are helping our homeostasis, we are taking the best possible care of our health. How can we take care of our homeostasis when it is out of our reach? The process of homeostasis is the human body in the human body is tightly connected to the endocrine system. Homeostatic balance depends on the performance of the endocrine glands. If the glands do not secrete the proper amount of hormones, the homeostatic balance in the body will shift and disease could start. The glands of the endocrine system and the hormones they release influence almost every cell, organ, and function of our body. The endocrine system is instrumental in regulating blood, and I'm sorry, in regulating mood growth and development, tissue function and metabolism, as well as sexual function and reproductive processes. To make it really simple, the endocrine system in a human body acts like a factory combined with a supermarket that manufactures and supplies every substance requested by gl any gland or organ at any time in any needed quantity. Why, what would such a factory need? An abundance of high quality supplies. Similarly, the endocrine system in our body absolutely needs all nutrients, including vitamins, amino acids, carbohydrates, essential fatty acids, minerals, and all trace elements. Supplying all of these nutrients to our body is critical for good health. Greens match all of these purposes better than any other food. Once again, when blended, the nutrients from greens are absorbed more efficiently and provide many more times many times more nutrients than other foods and even traditionally made salads. In other words, by drinking green smoothies, we support our homeostatic balance in the most optimal way. I wish I knew this information 10 years ago when my mother was still alive. She was only 66, a beautiful adventurous woman, when she was diagnosed with cancer one year after she swam in the river near Chernobyl. I could have explained to her now how uh, very clearly how the body can heal. 
I'm sure that mom would have refused chemotherapy because those poisonous chemicals ruined her already weakened homeostasis. I would have nourished her to health instead. I understand now that the only supporting, not destroying the homeostasis gives a body the greatest chance to heal. I understand now that only supporting, not destroying the homeostasis gives a body the greatest chance to heal. She might still be with us. I've met many people who have survived cancers much more severe than what my mother had by incorporating more greens into their diet. I miss her. She knew how to share joy like no one else. When older people come to my classes, I feel grateful that I have an opportunity to share my information with someone else's parents. I feel so happy for their children. What a blessing to have an open to have open-minded parents. I'm trying hard to be one myself. Chapter 10, The Significance of Stomach Acid. How many people know what their measurement of stomach acid is? How many of us appreciate its importance for our overall health? Almost nobody recognizes how crucial it is to have normal hydrochloric acid in the stomach. I don't know why none of my doctors, I don't know why many, I don't know why none of the many doctors I have ever visited have asked me about my hydrochloric acid or tested it for me. I've never heard my friends talk about their stomach acid. I was grateful to learn about its importance from a veterinarian who was helping me create a healthy dog, a healthy diet for my dog. To my surprise, I found scores of books and scientific articles about the connection between the level of hydrochloric acid and human health. This topic has been studied for decades. Professor W.A. Walker from the Department of Nutrition at the Harvard School of Public Health states that medical researchers since the 1930s have been concerned about the consequences of hypochloridia. While all the health consequences are still not entirely clear, some have been well documented. Low stomach acidity, hypochloridia, is a condition that occurs when the human body is unable to produce adequate quantities of stomach acid. Low stomach acid inevitably and dramatically impacts digestion and absorption of most nutrients necessary for health. Most minerals, minerals including such important ones as iron, zinc, calcium, and the B-complex vitamins, folic acid, and others, need certain amounts of stomach acids in order to be absorbed at all. Without stomach acid, nutritional deficiencies inevitably develop, leading to disease. Besides absorption, stomach acid has many other important functions. For instance, stomach acid is supposed to destroy all harmful microorganisms, pathogenic bacteria, parasites, and their eggs, and fungi that enter the body through the mouth. Therefore, if stomach acid is insufficient, there's no barrier against parasites. I have spoken with a gastroenterologist who takes test samples of stomach acid from his patients and often finds several kinds of parasites flourishing in the very place where they're supposed to be killed. I would want my stomach acid to be strong for this reason alone. Stomach acid helps to digest large protein molecules. If stomach acid is low, then incompletely digested protein fragments get absorbed into the bloodstream and cause allergies and immunological disorders. The natural level of hydrochloric acid, HCI, decreases as we age, especially after the age of 40. That is when most people begin to develop gray hair as a result of nutritional deficiencies caused by lowered stomach acid.
Hydrochloric acid could also start decreasing early in life if we abuse our gastrointestinal tract or entire body through food ex excesses, chemical use, and stress. Overeating, especially overconsumption of fats and proteins, wears out the parietal cells of the stomach that secrete HCI. Indigenous people have had many different diets throughout history, depending on their environment. What they had in common was that they ate large amounts of fiber. Researchers have estimated that Australopithecus and some, of, some other indigenous people consumed roughly 150 grams of fiber daily. By looking at this number, it's easy to suggest that the acidity of their stomachs was quite strong, a lot stronger than ours. They also had much stronger teeth, jaws, and jaw muscles. They were able to chew this rough, stringy food to a creamy consistency in their mouths, and then their stomachs continued digesting this well-chewed matter by applying hydrochloric acid. Our bodies have dramatically changed since then. Make an experiment. Make an experiment. Take a piece of any vegetable or green leaf, sit down, and chew it as long as you can. Just before you are ready to swallow, spit it out onto your palm and take a look at it. You will see that it's still that it will still be far from a creamy consistency. Keep in mind that your body would only be able to assimilate nutrients from the tiniest particles. Large particles won't get digested and will turn into acidic waste. A friend of mine who is a doctor and frequently takes blood tests has shown me on a screen connected to a microscope, such as uh, such an undigested piece of the blood of Let's try that one again. A friend of mine who is a doctor and frequently takes blood tests has shown me on a screen connected to a microscope such an undigested piece in the blood of a vegan patient. I was shocked to see that whenever this tiny undigested piece touched the red blood cells, those cells instantly died. Eventually, this piece of undigested food ended up being encircled in several layers of about 100 dead cells. My friend explained to me that such toxic pieces accumulate in our small intestines, causing people to have enlarged, protruding bellies. If, in addition to improper chewing, some of us do not have the necessary concentration of hydrochloric acid, then it is very likely that a few of us have multiple nutritional deficiencies. In order to produce hydrochloric acid, the human body has to work very hard. As we grow older, our body becomes weaker and cannot produce adequate amounts of hydrochloric acid. That is why most people have less stomach acid as they age. As we grow older, we develop gray hair. I have observed that most people diagnosed with very low stomach acid had noticeably more gray hair, which is an indirect sign of nutrition, uh, nutrient deficiencies. On the other hand, there are numerous well-documented accounts of people's natural hair color returning as a result of consuming blended greens on a regular basis, and Wigmore being one of them. Blending is similar to chewing, therefore eating blended food can make a dramatic improvement to our health. After being broken down in a high-speed blender, pieces of food become the perfect size for assimilation. As a result, the body doesn't keep the food in the stomach as long, but sends it right into the small intestines, allowing the body to produce less hydrochloric acid. Consequently, consuming blended foods saves us energy and keeps us youthful despite of aging. For many years, I couldn't understand why some people quickly lose too much weight on a raw food diet. 
These people simply cannot stay on a raw food diet because they feel uncomfortable living their lives with constant remarks from their friends and relatives about being too thin. I agree that humans shouldn't be too skinny. After doing a lot of research about the impact of hydrochloridia on assimilation of food, I asked some of my friends with this weight problem if they had ever checked their stomach acid level. Several of them got back to me and reported that they were diagnosed with very low or no stomach acid at all. Their doctor prescribed HCL pills to take with their meals. A close friend has been trying to eat raw for several years and became so thin that her husband became concerned for her health. She went to a doctor and was diagnosed with achloridia, no stomach acid. Her doctor put her on HCL pills and she continued her raw food diet. My friend gained all her weight back. In order for nutrients to be absorbed, the food has to be broken in the stomach, both mechanically and with acids, into very small pieces of one to two millimeters. Raw fruits and vegetables have the most valuable nutrients in them, but they are especially hard to digest because their tough cellulose structure has to be ruptured in order to get all the nutrients out. If there's not enough stomach acid, the body is unable to receive all needed nutrients, especially proteins, and deficiencies start to develop. I've encountered several people with such a problem who felt as if they were trapped. While eating only raw food, they were able to eliminate symptoms of certain illnesses that they had, but they became very skinny. Then they would add cooked food to their diet to gain their desired weight, but their unwanted symptoms would return. Puzzled, they kept going back and forth, not knowing what to do. This is why, that is why I felt great joy when after teaching a couple of classes about green smoothies, I began receiving letters like this one. Though the raw food took care of my arthritis, I was never able to stick to it longer than two months because on raw foods alone, I dropped weight so quickly, down to 135 pounds, that my wife panicked thinking that I was dying. So I had to go back to cooked foods, which made my arthritis return. When I started drinking green smoothies, my weight stabilized. I have been raw now for six months and keep my normal weight of 155 pounds. Thank you, NH Canada. I've already witnessed many cases in which people with digestive problems were able to greatly improve their assimilation by adding blended greens to their diets. While cooking makes the food softer and easier to digest, in the process of heating, most essential vitamins and enzymes in the food get destroyed. Blending is a lot less harmful than cooking because it saves all the vital nutrients in the food. There are numerous conditions that are associated with low stomach acidity. These are just some of them. Bacterial overgrowth, chronic candidiasis, parasites, Addison's disease, multiple sclerosis, arthritis, asthma, autoimmune disease, autoimmune disorders, celiac disease, stomach carcinoma, depression, dermatitis, diabetes, eczema, flatulence, gallbladder disease, gastric polyps, gastritis, hepatitis, hyperthyroidism, myasthenia, gravis, osteoporosis, psoriasis, rosacea, ulcerative colitis, urticaria, and vitiligo. This is why the famous researcher Dr. Theodore A. Baruti stated in his wonderful book, Alkalize or Die, hydrochloric acid is absolutely essential for life. In other words, no one can be completely healthy without normal hydrochloric acid. Please do not confuse acidity in the stomach with alkalinity of the blood. 
our body must be slightly alkaline, and we will discuss it in upcoming chapters. Hydrochloric acid is the only acid that our body produces. All other acids are byproducts of metabolism and are eliminated as soon as possible. Chapter 11, Roseburg Study. When I became aware of the important functions of hydrochloric acid, I decided to perform a study. Based on the symptoms of low stomach acid that I gathered from different medical articles, I created the following questionnaire. I then printed a thousand copies and distributed them among my students. The results were shocking. I've calculated that 98.5% of people who answered my questionnaire had some symptoms of low stomach acidity. I invite you to check if you might have any indications of hypochloridia yourself. Signs and symptoms of low stomach acidity. Please read the question and check the appropriate box on the right. The boxes are never, sometimes, and frequently. Do you have bloating, belching, or flatulence immediately after meals? Do you have indigestion, diarrhea, or constipation? Do you feel soreness, burning, or dryness of the mouth? Do you have heartburn? Do you have multiple food allergies? Do you feel nauseous after taking supplements? Do you experience rectal itching? Do you have weak peeling and or cracked fingernails? Do you have redness or dilated blood vessels in the cheeks and nose? Do you have adult acne? This question is only for women. Do you experience hair loss? Do you have an iron deficiency? Do you have undigested food in the stools? Do you have chronic yeast infections? Do you have low tolerances for dentures? These symptoms can be indicators of hypochloridia. If you have marked several symptoms, even in the sometimes column, you may want to check your stomach acidity at the doctor's office. I spoke to a medical doctor from Russia and was intrigued to discover how they test hypochloridia there. They asked people to drink a quarter cup of beet juice and watch to see if the color of their stool or urine changes even slightly to the color of a beet. Now watch out, if it changes, then yes, your stomach acid is low. I was so amazed at this because I believed that such a change of color is normal for everyone, as it always was for me. However, a few months after drinking green smoothies, my family ate a big delicious beet salad and none of us had a change in color anymore. Since I could only attribute such a dramatic change to drinking green smoothies, I assumed that our hydrochloric acid level had improved. In order to obtain more solid proof of this, I began planning a study that would show the effect of green smoothie on stomach acid. I wanted to find several people who were diagnosed with low hydrochloric acid and would volunteer to add green smoothies to their diets for a duration of time. After they completed drinking green smoothies for a certain amount of time, they would be tested again. By some magical coincidence, as I was praying to find a doctor who would be willing to help me with such a study, one sunny morning, a physician named Dr. Paul Fieber called me from Roseburg, a nearby town in Oregon. He told me that he and his wife had recently adopted the raw food lifestyle and needed guidance. He also shared that recently he became disturbed by the fact that a great number of people had low stomach acid. We met the next morning to discuss our experiment in detail. Dr. Fieber seemed very interested in participating. The following week, Igor and I drove 120 miles to Roseburg to teach a nutritional class. 
After my lecture, 27 people stepped forward and offered to volunteer to drink one quart of freshly made green smoothies each day in addition to their regular mainstream American diet for one month. This project started on April 29, 2005. My whole family took turns by blending many gallons of the green drink. To increase variety, we used any fruits and greens we could get a hold of. Igor drove the valuable load 240 miles round trip every other day. It was quite a commitment, not only for my family, but also for all of the participating people and even their families. None of my dear participants ever missed a day to come to pick up to the None of my dear participants ever missed a day to come to the pickup site. When I thanked this new family of mine, I called them my my in-laws, <laughs> for many so for being so dedicated and disciplined. They replied that they all felt the urgent importance of this experiment and were excited to help. Besides, many of them wanted to improve their stomach condition by natural means. The following segment describes Dr. Fieber's side of the story. Dr. Paul's story. Meeting Victoria and her family was a wonderful experience. It was amazing how fate brought us together. My wife and I were looking for help on our path to improve our health through raw food, and Victoria needed help with her study. There are different methods of testing HCL, but we decided that the HCL challenge test would work out best for us, considering our timeline. The HCL challenge test is designed to help determine the ability of the stomach to produce adequate stomach acid. The body has evolved to release stomach acid in response to appropriate stimuli. Thinking about food, chewing and the presence of certain foods, healthy or not, in the stomach, like proteins, milk, calcium, salts, coffee, stimulate the release of gastrin, a hormone secreted by gastrin cells or G-cells in the pyloric glands located in the antrum of the stomach. Gastrin strongly stimulates the parietal glands to produce and secrete acid into the stomach. Histamine is another hormone that stimulates acid production. Its effect is potentiated by the presence of gastrin. Many people have a deficient acid-producing process and suffer from hypochloridia or, in more serious cases, achloridia. Many of my patients complain of gastric, gastric reflux due to excess stomach acid secretion. In my experience, hypersecretion of stomach acid is not common. Inappropriate timing of stomach acid, however, is common and can produce symptoms in an irritated or inflamed digestive tract. For many, the reflux of stomach content into the esophagus has more to do with inadequate secretions of stomach acid leading to the putrefaction of food and the accompanying symptoms of gas, bloating, reflux, and belching. Antacid therapy may provide temporary relief, but does, not, does nothing to help get to the cure. In our study, each participant was given 10 HCL capsules, which were enough to challenge four meals. We asked our group to challenge meals that were high in protein and a substantial complex meal. They started with one capsule with the first meal, and if they had no mild burning or irritation, they were to increase to two capsules with the next meal and continue until they had a re reaction or reached a total of four capsules with no reaction at all. Out of the 27 participants, only two people had a reaction with one capsule, and at that time, they discontinued the study. The rest of our group all had some degree of hydrochloridia and went on to participate in the study. The ages ranged from 17 to 80. <coughs> 
excuse me. All the participants were asked not to change any other part of their diet. After 30 days of drinking one quart of green smoothie each day, we then completed another HCL challenge test to see what improvement occurred over the month. One person dropped out in the middle of the study due to nausea. Out of the other 24 participants, we had 16 of the group who showed improvement in their production of HCL. It was remarkable to me that 66.7% of the participants showed such vast improvement. I did not expect to see this much progress in such a short period of time. The fiber content and nutrient value of the green smoothies made for an incredible success. All the participants also noted that many other improvements in their health, some of which were dramatic changes. All the participants also noted many other improvements in their health, some of which were dramatic changes. Please see the testimonials at the end of this book. I would like to also give my own personal testimonial as my wife and I had been drinking the green smoothies about two months before the study was conducted. My blood pressure, pulse rate, and cholesterol readings all improved substantially. We lost all cravings for cooked food. Wow, wow, wow. And the green smoothies were both delicious and fulfilling. The most significant change for me concerned a small growth that, ha that had appeared on my nose. After one month on the green smoothies, the growth fell off and left a small hole where it once was. This proved to me the tremendous healing properties of the green smoothie. I would like to personally thank Victoria for providing me the opportunity to contribute to such a remarkable study. I have met very few people in my life who have been as dedicated and have had such a passion for helping others. Thank you, Victoria. You have changed our lives forever. As Dr. Fieber mentioned, we were expecting some positive changes, but we didn't know they would be so significant in such a short period of time. Many experiments such as this, such as this one, are usually planned for three to six months. But since the cost was out of our own pockets, we did only what we could afford. The Roseburg experiment demonstrated that regular consumption of green smoothies greatly benefits the health of people through improving the level of hydrochloric acid. Therefore, the consumers of green smoothies should expect to have better absorption of valuable nutrients, to lessen the possibility of infection and parasites, to heal allergies, and to improve overall health. Better absorption is in itself a great advantage. For example, better absorption of calcium may decrease the chances of osteoporosis. Better absorption of iron may help to heal anemia. Better absorption of B vitamins may protect against nerve disorders, and so on. You may read personal testimonials of the Roseburg participants at the end of this book. As a result of regular consumption of the green smoothies for just one month, people named the following improvements. Increase in energy, depression lifted and all suicidal thoughts gone, less blood sugar fluctuations, more regular bowel movements, dandruff healed, insomnia gone, asthma attacks stopped, completely none of the usual PMS symptoms anymore, Fingernails became stronger, wanted less coffee, sex life improved, skin cleared up, and many more. It was interesting to see that many, that most of the participants who wanted to lose weight lost anywhere from 5 to 10 pounds, and a couple of people who wanted to gain weight were able to gain 1 or 2 pounds. The participants of the Roseburg study were so excited about their results that some rumors got back to me that they were considering changing the name of their town to Rosberg.
The fact that all the healing qualities of green smoothies were proven by practical experimentation makes this simple drink truly special. Please note that I am not trying to sell anything. I'm hoping to inspire as many people as possible to incorporate green smoothies into their everyday lives. From Roseburg to St. Petersburg. I'm thrilled to let everyone know that a new, more detailed study similar to the Roseburg study has begun in Russia at the Health Nutritional Center, Roski, in St. Petersburg. For eight years, the center has been conducting various studies of the implications of chlorophyll on human health under the guidance of medical doctors, professors, and scientists. The budget was approved for conducting a study of the effect of drinking green smoothies on the concentration of HCL in the stomach and on vitamin B12 level. I'm going to stop here today. We'll start with chapter 12 next. I know you could have done a lot of things with these 40 minutes, but you were here with me, and I appreciate that. I hope this helps you in some way. It's definitely helping me to reread it. Have a beautiful day.